0: Welcome to the Success Music Podcast where we lay down some powerful speeches on top of some dope beats so that you can get your daily dose of motivation without killing your vibe. Let's go. But it's such a great routine because it's, Every day is a challenge. The weight room is a challenge. My work is a challenge. I get to the headquarters and we've got a new challenge because the Federal Trade Commission wants to know how we're selling so many franchises. That's a good problem to have. Like in life, we're gonna have good problems. It's just, are your problems first world problems or third world problems? I used to have third world problems. No money, no opportunity, no hope. First world problems are the Federal Trade Commission is auditing you because your franchise is growing so quickly. I'll take that. Right, that's what we want. I love that. And when I think about what it is that allowed me to be successful, it was the ability to generate that energy from nothing, to not have any particular hunger or anything in me, but to leverage the pain, to leverage the darkness, to knowingly turn inward and say, I'm gonna turn this into something. How do you teach people to do that? Well, it's not easy. And I think the best teacher is environmental exposure. And again, this is why I love high level coaching. Like if someone wants to create a a brand like you have with Quest, their fastest route is to be within you and your partner's circles. It's environmental exposure. What does Tom do every morning? How does he think? What is the first thing he say to his wife? What is the first call he makes? What, 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 what does he look up? Like, I'm curious, what do you look up on your phone the first thing in the morning? Are you responding to text messages, emails? I want to know because I want to get to where you are. Environmental exposure. So if I had it my way, I would be attached to your hip if I wanted to be the next Tom. Uh, So environmental exposure is the number one teacher to turning people into fighter jets. It's not a light switch, it's a dimmer switch that goes up over a year. I want to talk about that transition in your life from not being a good leader, recognizing that, which is already pretty extraordinary, and then becoming a good leader. What what was that transition like and why is the punchline man up? Mm. Well, the transition was really painful. See, I thought I was an entrepreneur, I wasn't. I was a business owner. And as a business owner, you know, I own five personal training gyms and when you're in the right parts of San Diego and the economy's thriving, you get clients. It's easy enough. And it wasn't until I started coaching and consulting personal trainers after selling my gyms, the economy crashes, and that's when I decided I'm gonna start this franchise, you know, because one-on-one personal training is, is no longer feasible for most people. So, hey, this is the time to create this franchise. Well, I had to hire more team members, more employees. And I realized in that moment, in fact, I even took on a business partner. And I realized in that moment, as I was going through this, that you know my employees were showing up a little late. They're leaving a little early. They're kind of doing the bare minimum. And I wanted to give them feedback, Tom, but I, I didn't know how. I didn't know how to give them feedback. And I, looking back, it was because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I cared about their approval, how they felt about me. And because of that, I wouldn't give them feedback, but something would happen. I would start feeling animosity towards them, right? Like, I I don't want them here. I don't want them to be around me. Before you know it, that kind of turns into this adversarial tension that was between me and some of my employees and me and my business partner, who I felt he should be doing this, but instead he was doing X. But I never gave him feedback, yet I was passive aggressive, right? And so when you're passive aggressive towards people, you're afraid to give feedback. You don't know how to communicate to a team and you don't have clarity of vision You know, hey, we're growing this Fit Body Bootcamp franchise. Great. Are we going to be international or just in the United States? I don't know. How many locations do we want? I don't know. And it never took time to have clarity of vision. What do I want? When do I want it by? How am I going to get there? And so we were launching, starting Fit Body Bootcamp in 2010. By 2012, we were an official franchise. By early 2013, I was having anxiety attacks so bad. The first one I had, I thought it was a heart attack. My throat was closing up, I was tunnel vision, my hands were sweaty, arms tingling, couldn't breathe, my heart's racing, I could hear the thug lug in my, in my ears with my blood pressure just pumping. And I thought, this is how I die. And uh, thank God, I stumbled outside and the fresh air just kind of set me straight and I was sweaty and fine, but I was like, all right, I can go dominate my day again. And that night I tell my wife like, hey, um, I think I cheated death. I think I, I think I cheated a heart attack. She goes, you're an idiot. How do you cheat a heart attack? I'm like we've got to take it to the doctor, dummy. And so we go and the doctor's like, hey man, it wasn't a heart attack. They put me through the EKG test. But what you did have is a anxiety attack. You know, do you have a lot of stress in your life? And of course my wife rolls her eyes and um, I like, go, well, yeah, I don't know if I have stress in my life, but I, I take NyQuil and Vicodin to go to sleep. And then I take Adderall and pre-workout in the mornings to beat the foggy headedness. Um, yeah, I guess I do have anxiety in my life. He goes, well, you gotta stop. I was like, well, I don't know how to stop. Just prescribe me Xanax, give me more meds, give me more drugs. And he did, he gave me Xanax. And uh, I took that for about four days and Tom, I was like drooling out of the side of my mouth. So what's the point of taking Adderall and then Xanax? They're, they're counter, counteracting. And I realized I don't have any clarity here, like mental focus. I gotta, I gotta figure this out without the drugs. So again, I tried to will away the anxiety attacks. Still trying to grow our Fit Body Bootcamp franchise. Still no clarity, no ability to communicate, no, no vision. No, I was a poor leader. I got to the point, in fact, where I was avoiding coming to my office because I didn't want to see my business partner and my employees because I felt it was them against me, right? And by this point, even though we had franchised a year earlier, we were losing more franchise locations now than we were gaining. See, people just see the success of Fit Body Bootcamp now, they don't realize that I was $640,000 in debt in 2013. Now I was an entrepreneur. I was no longer a business owner. I was an entrepreneur. Like, holy fuck, I'm trying to build an empire and it's imploding on me. And uh, one day my wife and I and and our kids were on a small little vacation because that's all we could afford to Palm Springs. We went for three days. On day two, I got a text message that basically with some bad news about my partner doing something really stupid and i texted him i said hey is this true that you did this stupid thing he says yeah bro comma i fucked up and he sent it to me told my wife pack up the shit we're driving back to chino hills and the entire drive from palm springs to to chino hills which is about an hour and a half the whole time i'm just it's time to man up it's time to man up it's time to i'm literally saying those five words to myself in my head wife's quiet kids are quiet in the back it's time to man up it's time to man up because it was time to man up and have that painful conversation with my business partner and say, either you go or I go, but we can't both run this thing. And I was ready to let go of the body bootcamp. And so I said, hey, meet me at the, at the office. I'll see you there. And so one, it's time to man up at a time. I started having the conversations with my employees. I need you to be here on time. I need you to meet my expectations. I need to, then I realized, wait a minute, I'm being a fucking hypocrite. I'm hitting the snooze button. I'm not showing up on time because I don't want to be around them. I got to suck it up and I got to be there. I gotta be there. So this learning process of being a fighter jet continues, like there's different levels of fighter jets, right? And so very quickly, I realized that when you say, it's time to man up, it really is stop making excuses, take control of your situation and rise to your potential. And I knew I had this potential to build a big brand, a franchise where I can help millions of people every morning worldwide. And it feels so good to wake up and do that today. But for this to happen, I had to become an effective leader. I had to get self-disciplined first, stop being a hypocrite. I had to learn to communicate and give feedback and not feel like I need their approval or that they're gonna accept it as criticism. I had to have clarity of vision. Where is my business going? How many locations do I want? By when and how are we gonna get there? I didn't have that. Today we're super clear on that. We know exactly how many locations we need to gain every day to hit our goal of 2,500 locations by the year 2023. I, I never had that. And 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 so then of course I was so emotionally reactive something would happen and I would just emotionally react today I just think think process and respond. What do you think is the reason that any of us are here? Man, I don't think that we would be here if we didn't have a purpose I I can tell you that I truly a purpose that's given to us or It's our job to develop that purpose. It's our job to find hone in and craft that purpose. And the purpose is usually crafted through some level of suffering. It's the hero's journey, right? Like in in, in film, you know, the the hero, he's down and out and and, and he loses the girl in the the house and he goes on this journey and he finds strength and wisdom and knowledge and comes back and is now the hero. We have to go through that level of suffering. Like for me, everything that happened from being molested to literally one day eating caviar for breakfast, because my dad was a member of the Communist Party. The next day, Starving in Italy and wondering why are we sharing one fucking banana for a family of five? What the fuck is going on? And and so there's this hunger that everyone has And it's always neutered by family by teachers by culture and I believe you wouldn't be put on this planet if you didn't have this hunger And if you explore this hunger, for me it was then being a fat kid, then being being a foreigner, then a fat kid and then fixing my problems and then realizing I have the solution to other people's weight loss problems. For someone else it might be a financial thing, you know, they fix their financial problems and they realize they can help everyone else's financial problems, but you have to go through the suffering. Um, You have to be hungry enough to deal with the pain and come out the other side with some scars, because scar tissue is infinitely more resilient than regular tissue. But again, it goes back to most people feel like, yeah, I think there's something great in me, but I don't wanna explore it. I wanna play it safe. I'm gonna stay bubble-wrapped. I don't wanna risk it. But we wouldn't be put on this planet if we didn't have this greater thing to accomplish. Now, some of us are gonna be Elon Musk and we're gonna shoot a fucking Tesla to the Mars, right? And, And that's okay. And others are gonna create a fitness franchise, or a or a supplement company that actually delivers you know, great nutrients that help people optimize their performance. Some other people are just going to be really great therapists. They're going to keep, you know, throughout their life, maybe save 10, 12, 15 people from killing themselves. Whatever your purpose is, you've got to develop it. you got to develop it. But you wouldn't be put on this planet if you didn't have it. I'm, I'm convinced of that. All right, before I ask my last question, tell these yeah. guys where they can find you online. Uh, best place to find me is uh, bedroskoulian.com or on my social media platforms, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at bedroskulian. All right, my last question. What's the impact that you want to have on the world? That's exactly it. the impact I want to have on the world is that we're all here with so much potential, yet we, most of us, it's unfortunate, but most of us leave with majority of that potential untapped. And if I could just, by the time I die, if I can get a loud enough voice to share with people that, mom and dad don't write your book, school teachers don't write your book, those two fucking dudes who molested me didn't write my book. I'm the author of my own book. You're the author of your own book. So many people give the pen to someone else. And if I could just help enough people realize that they hold the pen and there's way more pages to be written and they could write it, then I've actually served my impact. I I believe that's the thing that I wanna leave. That's an amazing answer. Bedros, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you. Appreciate it.